Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. I'm your host, Efren Jr., and we pulled today Ode to the Banana King. Hi, everybody. Happy 950th episode to you. And. Happy 950th episode to me and to that siren that just went off as I started talking. You hear it? Listen. Oh, here's to 950 more. Am I right? Here's to another 950 never shut ups. We never shut up. That's what we do here. However, while the next 50 episodes will be certainly... Something to write home about. I want to make the next 50 leading up to 1,000. I really want to make them something remarkable because at episode 1,000, this show is making a great change. And guess what? I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you right now. Just enjoy it. Just come along for the ride. Just come along for the ride, please. Ma'am. Excuse me. Ma'am. I need you to get on the bus. Get on, please. Ma'am. Ma'am. I've got to close the door. Hello. We've pulled... Ode to the Banana King today. And I, you know, I'm always, I'm always searching for meaning in this life. If that's one thing I can say that is true about myself is that I'm always searching for meaning in this life. And here I sit today. Today is Monday for me. For you, it's Tuesday. And for me, it's Monday. And today's my birthday. And I have just closed a huge, I will say, huge project. It's my Latinx Theater Festival, El Centro del Sur, which I do where I work. It's the third year we've done it, but the first year we were able to do it as originally envisioned because I created it right before the pandemic. And, you know, we had to take a virtual. She's a virtual. She's an online girl. She's curled up with machines. So this year was the first year we got to do it right. And it was fantastic. I'm telling you. It was fully staffed by teenagers. People don't understand the power of theater, I think. I mean, I think people understand. Everybody understands the power of theater. But watching these kids take ownership of their lives and watching these kids take ownership of the event, it was just, it's like I couldn't have asked for more. I couldn't have asked for better. Plus sold out houses. We had a congresswoman come to see one of the shows. And the best part about it, and I told my friend, I said... They sent a media company, the the agency where I work hired a media company to create a three-minute package on this this festival for our annual fundraiser at the end of the year. They're going to play this package and try to get someone to just full outright sponsor this festival. So they were going to put together a three-minute video. And so when they got there on Thursday, it was the first day of the festival. This media company, they are something else. They're called Revire. And they followed me around for four days. They they filmed everything, everything. They mic'd me up. They sat me down for a, like a talking head interview for like two hours in stage lighting. And I was telling my friend, and she said, your dream come true finally. And I said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> but it's kind of honestly, yes. Because as some of you know, I've auditioned for Big Brother. I would love to be on Big Brother cameras. I don't want to live if there's not a camera on me. Madonna and I agree. I was telling the kids, Yesterday, I don't know what I'm going to do when I wake up tomorrow and there are no cameras. It's like I'm Jenna Maroney, but they've canceled 30 Rock. Anyway, yeah, it was a fantastic event. It was a fantastic time and I'm living. So as I pulled Ode to the Banana King, 
I'm trying to figure out why I'm always searching for meaning in this life, right? Every day, just crawling, scraping the ground for meaning. So I can't say I was not disappointed when I pulled Ode to the Banana King because I don't really know much about this song. This song doesn't really have much of a lore, you know, except for like the Lucy bits, whatever. And we'll get into it on the main episode. But what I found as soon as I put it on, it's all a blur. Where the taxi's gone, which is like my life, right? Lucy serves the melancholy. She's obviously Lucy. We've talked about this before. The melons, are they like the cold pressed olives? She serves the melons cold. She serves her cold pressed olives. I have a feeling this song has a lot more sexuality in it than you are ready to admit. It's called Ode to the Banana King, okay? He's got a banana. He's the king of the bananas. If you know what I'm saying, wink, wink. So that helped me get into it today. And it's all a blur as I'm recording this on my birthday. I realize it's all a blur where the time goes. Where the fuck does the time go? I don't know. There are so many things. I'm looking at the myth of Tori, which is on my shelf. I'm looking at this giant volume and the work that must have gone in to create this volume and the work that's going to go into reading this volume. Like that is work. There's so many things I want to do in this world. And as I'm sitting here, I'm starting to question if I'm going to do them all. You know, I'm, I'm in the middle of a film project where I'm watching every film from the 70s. Am I going to? Is that realistic? It's probably not. Uh, and I'm only watching all the films of the 70s so that I can finally get to watch the films of the 80s and then the 90s. My goal is to watch every film ever made. And is that realistic? That's probably not realistic, right? I have so many shows that I need to watch. I have so many plays that I need to read. I'm booking tickets to Chicago because there's this one play that I want to see. And then I, I found a bunch of other plays in Chicago running at different times. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just go to Chicago every weekend. But if I'm doing that, how am I going to sit here and watch all the movies from the 70s? So it's all a blur. There's so many things to do in this world, and I don't think I'm going to get to do them all. I'm not going to have sex with all the men that I want to have sex with. I'm not going to listen to all the music I want to listen to. This is really devastating for me. What if Peach, Peach, you know Peach, Princess Peach, Peach from the Mario Land? She's got her own game coming out, Princess Peach's Showtime. She's putting on a play. And what if I don't have time to play Princess Peach's Showtime? I don't have time. I wanted, There's so many plays I want to direct. There's so many episodes of the Tori Amos podcast left to create. There's so many things to do. There's 50 episodes of this show that I've got to make meaningful so that I'm not a liar earlier in this episode. Ugh. Yes, it's all a blur. It is all a blur. And you know what? The start of this Latinx festival on Thursday, I could not, it's not that I couldn't wait for it to be over. I was very, very tired and I was very excited to like get into this festival and have it be happening. And then it was over in the blink of an eye, literally the blink of an eye. And while I thrive in a crowded environment filled with applause, while that is home to me, I was, I'm sad. I'm sad that it's over. I'm sad that, you know what? This is a lot. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to the Banana King. There's so many New Music Mondays I want to make. There's so many, like, I haven't even explored, like, this, okay, this is what I'm looking at. Because when I sit at my desk to do this damn show, all I'm confronted with are my failures. Because I'm looking at this shelf 
of books and I'm all I see all these wonderful books that I've read but the only thing that really stands out to me are the many books on the shelf that I haven't read and I'm pulling out this one Opera 101 a complete guide to learning and loving opera and this is written by Fred Plotkin and I love this book I was okay so when I was in grad school I took a scenic design class that was a blind spot in my directing I couldn't really visualize scenery and really stage very well, which you would say is the whole point of directing. But I had a lot to learn because I came from New Mexico where I was the number one director. In fact, I directed on the main stage in New Mexico, the college main stage in repertory with the directing professor. So I was, I felt even with him. I felt on his level, if you know what I'm saying, and better. But the student had to become the teacher and then become the student again. When I went to grad school, I realized I knew nothing about anything. And so I took a scenic design class that I could learn how to stage well, so that I could learn spatial environments. And so in that class, we had to design Turandot, which is an incredible opera. And I was alongside all of these scenic designers, and I'm not going to toot my own horn, toot toot, but at the end of the class, after immersing myself in this opera, Turandot, which is the only opera that I can like sing the entire t- entire score to you. Turandot, Neil Jampolis, who may he rest in peace, was the head of the scenic design department. He brought in, he's a Tony Award winning lighting designer. Oh, he was the head of the design department, not just scenic design. But anyway, he brought in his Tony Award winning friend, the scenic designer, whose name I don't remember. But anyway, this scenic designer came and looked at all of our models. We had to scale models and we had, you know, it's an opera, so it's it's got to be a, a giant, big, bold design. And there's probably about 10 people in that class. I'm not shitting you. And so anyway, you know where this is going. The Tony Award-winning designer chose the one scenic design that he would put on his his Broadway stage. And guess whose it was? It was mine. It was absolutely mine. And his comment to me was that he loved that I had taken, because Turandot is a huge cast, and he loved that I had taken the size of the cast into account, and that the stage was very playable so it was like it satisfied what I had tried to do which is improve my staging but have the scenic design work with the concept for the play rather than be just a bold artistic statement that doesn't work with the concept of the play so anyway he gave me the Tony I won the Tony I won the class Tony and I never all the scenic design friends all the scenic designers in that class hated me well just one she still doesn't talk to me because she's the one who taught me how to cut she's the one who taught me how to uh, measure scale models like how to how to use the triangular ruler she taught me how to cut she lent me her blades she would lend me her glue like I was a total scab and then I won god that's how I plan to play big brother too okay anyway so I was obsessed with opera and I thought okay my new life is going to be as an opera designer and director and so I bought this book opera 101 here we are a complete guide to learning and loving opera and chapter and then I bought this book I think I read maybe, let me look, I think I read probably up to page, it looks like I read up to page 17, up to early opera in France, and I never opened it again until just now. So this is what I'm saying. There's so much to do in this life. I would like to complete this book, but... Uh, you know, I'm not in an opera place right now. I want to know everything about opera, but I'm busy. You know, 10,000 years, turning back 10,000 years. This life has been a fucking blur. This life has been a blur. I have been in my goddess era lately. I have been in my, you know, having a good time phase, which I'm happy with. 
and that's all I want to do. I don't want to. I don't want to learn about opera when I could be going out and meeting cute guys. You know what I'm saying? There are priorities in this life. Well, I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to be back on a regular production schedule. I'm telling you, as soon as I finish this episode, I'm going back to thank you. And thank you will be done very, very soon. There's only one act left. And then we've already got here in my head in the can. It's in my can, here in my can. We've got here in my head in the can. And then we're recording the wrap up. Shay, if you're listening, we need to schedule. I'm sorry, Shay. I've been very busy. But now my life is taking a turn for the lazy. I'm taking a turn for the lazy. I'm not learning opera. I'm not doing a theater festival anymore. I'm a lazy bitch. And you know what? That's all right. If anybody lives in Portland and wants to hang out, I will be there in May to see a play called Borderline. And if you want to go to this play with me, I'll buy you a ticket. But you have to be a good theater companion and not speak to me in the middle of the play. And then just like be presentable and cute so that I can be like, oh, this is my friend. When I meet the playwright, who is someone who's writing I'm absolutely enamored by. So don't embarrass me, whoever you are. (laughs) Um, And then also, if anybody lives in Chicago, I want to go see a few plays in Chicago in October or November. I have my friend Matthew. That's probably where I'm going to stay. But I still want to hang out if you live there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where you live. What else? What else is happening? I don't know. Life has been a blur, I guess. Does anybody else out there measure their lives in the men that they've slept with or like markers? like time markers and like where they were (laughs) because i'm only thinking about that because banana king come on don't be naive get your head out of the clouds (laughs) and she's even called herself a slut do you remember that interview where she said she used to be a slut do you remember that i'll find it she's called her she know tori amos was very sexually present i believe so ode to the banana king come on Turning back 10,000 years, it's all a blur where the taxis go. It's fucking, it is. And you know what? You have to enjoy it. You may not be able to read this opera novel ever. You may never actually get to it. You may die one day. Sounds unlikely, but you may die one day. And you may not finish Opera 101 by Fred Plotkin. You know what? That's okay. That's the lesson for today. Just enjoy your time. And you know what? We're like little pinballs, you know? Like someone hit the flipper. Someone hit the flipper on the right, and it pushed me into Turando, which then pushed me into Opera 101. But then I got sidetracked, probably by some guy. And now I'm never going to get back to opera. (laughs) You know, that's fine. Now, actually, now that I've talked about it so much, I am going to probably read it today. Oh, no. It's just so dense. Like, there's no pictures. (laughs) I don't mean I need a picture book, but I need, like, you know, drawings. It it should say, like, each chapter heading, like, Russian opera here I've turned. It should have, like, a beautiful opera opera goddess, you know? Like a big, plump opera goddess with, like, a headpiece. And it should have, like, a drawing, like a figure. uh, And then it should say underneath, you know, so-and-so's rendering of, like, the most famous Russian opera diva. Anyway... I'm just going to pick one thing to read. To take the example further, let us assume that the tenor is in fact a two-timer and has another woman who is overtly sexy and of loose morals, contrasting with the innocent goodness of our soprano. What the hell is this book? Okay, for dramatic and musical purposes, the composer might decide that this woman is a mezzo-soprano whose sultry lower voice clearly contrasts with the virtuousness the soprano voice might suggest. So our scene is now a quartet with four voices Each character has his or her own goals and intentions, and as the four of them sing, their words and music will contrast to make their intentions clear. 
To go even further, the mezzo-soprano has an older brother who wants, for his own reasons, to kill the tenor. He hopes that his sister will attract the tenor to facilitate the murder. This older brother, a bass, might be hiding on the other side of a wall, expressing his separate intentions while the other characters sing together. Oh, that sounds like a good play. Okay, I might read this book. You know what? I'm going to prioritize it, in fact, prior to watching all the movies from the 70s. Anyway, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Happy New Year. It's a new dawn of a new day. And I am finally saying goodbye to my 20s. Have a wonderful day. And because I didn't do it yesterday because I was closing a festival. Let me tell you, I had three shows yesterday. One at 12 that I directed. One at 3 and one at 7. And we didn't get out of the theater. I was there at the theater from 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. And I couldn't, I just couldn't get it together to do New Music Monday. So now it's New Music Tuesday and you just got to live with it. I hope that's okay with you. Happy birthday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.
nobody can We could be together, you could stay forever We could waste time, maybe nothing else matters Cold lips, cold heart, 
Papa 
roads are moving with the wind.
been hoping it would go away Been trying to put the blame on Things like diet and lack of sleep I don't have time to change my entire brain I, I can always say I can say it to myself I'm saying it I'm saying it right now No more swan It's not what I want No more
nothing for music There's styrofoam crust in the garbage Someone says, let's get a move on Oh man, I'm just getting my groove on There's sleeping bags over their shoulders I thought you were crying You said you were through For good, nothing funny It always goes that way this time San Francisco in the nighttime Facing outside of a grocery store Saying I can't do this We went in the woods It was just me and you The river was dry You pulled me down under water Funny what makes you feel cared for Funny how
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. <laughs>